He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving. As we head into the holiday season, if you want to get to the end of it happy with energy and without going broke, I think it's a good idea to do it consciously, right? So today I'm talking about rethinking Santa. Whether that's been something that's been on your mind or it sounds like an absolutely unthinkable thing, I hope you will take a listen and come out of the other side of this podcast with a strong sense of where you stand on the issue. Leave me a comment to let me know your thoughts on the topic. So thanks for being here. I'm Laura Giles, and each week on It's Not You, It's Me, we take a look at one aspect of life to help you move forward with authenticity and love so you grow. If you're like me, you grew up with Santa. I loved Santa. I loved the magic, the fairy tales, imagination. I loved the lights. And when I was about eight or nine, probably eight, I was a precocious kid. I could figure things out, was very observant, and I knew in my heart that there was just no way that a guy could fly around the world in a single night, loaded up with toys, with flying reindeer. It just, it just couldn't be. <laughs> but there was no way that I was willing to give up my belief in such a thing because it filled me with so much joy and so much wonder, and I just needed for it to be true. So I never let on that I didn't believe. So that's, I'm telling you this because I, I want you to know that I love Santa Claus so much for so many different reasons, but I think it's still time to rethink about, think about it. You know, we need to just rethink all kinds of things as we grow and, and as new information becomes available to us and as we just become aware, aware of things because everything isn't the way that it should be necessarily. So I knew that St. Nicholas was a real person who lived in the third century in Turkey. And this monk helped the sick and gave his inherited wealth away. The most famous story was that he saved three sisters from being sold into slavery or prostitution by giving them a dowry so that they could marry. And this monk was made into a saint for his kindness. <laughs> and Catholics held this feast day on December 6th. When the Dutch came to the New World in 1773-ish, they brought this tradition with them. And their name for St. Nicholas was Sinterklaas, and that's where we get Santa Claus. And Santa Claus's popularity continued to grow, and by the 1800s when department stores showed up on the scene, Santa Claus was there at Christmas urging people to give presents on Christmas. So it was advertising. We didn't have the standard of image of Santa as being the old, fat, pale skinned man with the red suit with the white trim 
until Coca-Cola began using that image in their advertising. Before that, there was no standard version of him. Now, Coke didn't actually create that image, but they're the ones that made it popular, and that's the version that we know of today. So anyway, none of that's objectionable. I just thought it would be fun to share that history in case you didn't know, already know it. So let's look at the stuff that we overlook and don't question necessarily about Santa. What made me think about it is that I always see people who are traumatized by the legend. Some of them is due to poverty. So if you grow up in a situation where your family's either very frugal or they don't have the money that that people that you associate with do, you can grow up with inferiority feelings. You can feel that you're not good enough, um, that, you know, that there's something wrong with you because all these people have all this stuff by this beneficent a creature and, and they pass you by. And it subtly teaches you about punishment and reward that, you know, we say that he's going to give toys to the good children. It's like, well, was I not good enough? So it can do a real mind game on you when you're a little kid. And um, the other big traumatizing thing that I would see in my clients is that some people were molested by a Santa. And you try to wrap in your head around that when you're a little kid. You hear the, all these stories about this guy who's really good, and then he does something really horrible to you, and you don't know how to process that. I know that's not everybody's situation. It's something to think about. So, you know, we, we tell our kids about stranger danger, and then you ask them to go sit on Santa's lap, take pictures with him, kiss him, and accept candy from him. That's not from fair or consistent. So it's no wonder that they're vulnerable to predator behavior because we're, you know, we're saying one thing and then we're allowing something else to happen. Who do they know who to, who to trust or what to trust? Because this is how predators act. Santa gives them candy, treats them like they're special and asks them to keep secrets. Santa's a secret. So that's grooming behavior. Also, in the song, um, what is it? Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, I think. He sees you when you're sleeping. Kind of creepy. That's really creepy. Especially if you have a predator in your house and who comes into your room when one of your parents is sleeping. It can make it feel like nothing is safe. Yeah, not cool. So another thing that I find objectionable is using the threat of telling Santa that you're acting up as a means of controlling kids. Now, I don't, I don't believe in manipulation and control. I think you just need to be firm, fair, and consistent and tell them, don't act like this or act like this because that's what a decent human being does. That's kind of shooting it straight, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, we didn't have that. Yeah, the, the manipulation, don't do this because Santa's not going to come thing. And I'm, I'm really glad for it because it taught me discipline. It taught me you're in control of yourself, so you need to get it straight, <laughs> which I think is much better than threatening kids. Another thing that I don't really like is that Santa sneaks into your house at night, and even the parents don't know that he's there. Again, that's like, I don't have a safe place to be. People can sneak in my house. Even if his intentions are good, what is it telling them? It's telling them, like, like the behavior doesn't matter, your boundaries don't matter, only your intention matters. And I don't think that's a really good message to send to people. 
especially people that don't have good boundaries because they can just justify their behavior. Well, it wasn't me because I had good intentions. And if you rape somebody, oh, I didn't mean to, that doesn't let you off the hook. Or if you're trespassing or whatever the boundary violation is, your good intentions don't let you off the hook. A boundary is a boundary. So let's look at the Rudolph Christmas movie. Very sweet, right? Cute movie. So in that movie, Rudolph is an outlier and he's born with a shiny nose. That's the first thing that happens. He gets rejected. He gets judged and rejected by his shiny nose. And probably every kid who was bullied is like, oh, you know, that was me. I understand what that was like. And he goes throughout the whole movie being rejected. <laughs> and Santa is a big fat bully. He says, you know, you can't be on the, you can't play reindeer games because you have a shiny nose. So it doesn't have anything to do with his ability. He's the greatest person out there. He has more athletic ability than any of them. He's just like, nope, too bad. You look weird. Get out of here. Then we get to the island of misfit toys. They're rejected because they're misfit toys. Hermes rejected because he's different too. So what do we have here? This, I'll tell you what I see, okay? I see Rudolph as a people of color. Hermie is the homosexual, LGBTQ. And the misfit toys are the handicapped. And even as a little kid, I could see that. And I'm thinking to myself, isn't anybody going to say anything? I mean, why are we looking at Santa like he's the hero? He's just, he's, he's not only the one who's perpetrating the discrimination, but he gets to be the savior because he finally notices that they're, they're, well, they're not all people, but that they're worthy creatures. I don't, I don't think Santa gets to be the hero there. <laughs> I think Santa's the bad guy in this story and we're treating him like the hero. I don't know, that's suspect to me. So when you work in trauma and help people clear the trauma from childhood that either comes from or is unwittingly sustained by stories like this, it makes me rethink this. I loved Santa and his magic, but if I have little kids, I'm not sure that I'd give them the same childhood that I had because of the potentially harmful mixed messages that are kind of hidden. So no right or wrong. My intention isn't to condemn anything or to tell you how to live. That's never how I roll. But just to give you something to think about. A happy life is a congruent life. And when our values align with our behavior, it's all good. If it doesn't, you can make some changes. But you first have to notice the things that need changing. And if we don't ever question anything, then we can go for a long, long time living like the same person. If you've ever gone back to a school reunion and see the people who look exactly the same that they did when you graduated, that's like worst case scenario. I, I want to evolve. I want to be changing all the time to keep up with my level of awareness and with just what's changing on the outside of me. So if you're serious about living a life of intention and values and you want some support, come join my private community. There's two spaces. One's free and that's where we get together to connect. And the premium space is where I teach and go into depth about things. So I'm available to answer any questions in there as well. So check it out. The link's in the show notes. And don't forget to let me know how you deal with the troubling aspects of the Santa story in the comments.
See you next week when we talk about making friends as adults. Tis the season of loneliness. And if this is you, it's time to do something about that. Thanks for joining me, guys. Ciao. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.